0: Welcome to the Creative Dads Podcast, a podcast to inspire you and help you exercise your creativity in all kinds of ways. I'm Genki Hagata, and today will be a monologue episode as our other beloved Creative Dad and host, Adil Constantine, is out doing dad duties taking care of his sick son and then getting sick himself. We wish them the best of luck, and Adil should be back in the next episode. You can get involved in today's conversation and follow along on Twitter, at The Creative Dads, or if you're on Anchor, you can follow us there and give us a call back. By the time this episode is released, our new Instagram account should have gone up with our first boasts, and I've had tons of fun making all these illustrations for all the episodes, um, all the motivational things that are going on there. I think you'll find a lot of value in them, find them relatable, maybe even comical at times. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you over there on Instagram. Again, we're at The Creative Dads over on Instagram as well. Like I said, a deal is out, so today is just going to be you and me chit-chatting a bit, and today's episode is all about Legos. Not specifically the brand Legos, but it's hard to talk about the modular building block toys that you use to build things without just calling them Legos. So we're gonna just refer to them as Legos. This is a thought that I've had for a long time, years before having a child. And it's something that I've thought about making into a talk or a blog post or something. So I'm really excited today to kind of get these thoughts out of my head and share them with you. So first of all, I haven't played with Legos for years, I wasn't super into LEGOs as a kid, but I did get pretty into them for a little bit. I had a bunch of them, or I had enough of them, uh, and I still have some of my favorite ones. And even since before I was a teenager, I knew that I wanted to keep them. I just I just couldn't get rid of them. I liked them too much, and I always had the intention of passing them down to my kid. And now that I have a son, really looking forward to do that. My son, Kyo, he just turned one, and he's still kind of in that exploring my world with my mouth phase. So we haven't kind of got him onto Legos yet. Um, He does enjoy stacking Tupperware quite a bit and putting lids on things. And I think he's getting really close to being able to use the bigger Lego blocks. So after all of this research and talking about Legos, I think I'm going to get him started on those really soon. And speaking of those big blocks, I don't have a real recollection of when I first started playing with Legos, but I know that my parents got me started with the big Duplo blocks at a pretty early age. Um, and, and since you can't really choke on those, I think it's probably fine that I get Kyo started on them, uh, relatively soon. Actually, there is a Lego store by me that I always walk by. I think it's kind of targeted more at those really complicated builds that's, you know, for adults, uh, haven't gone into the store yet, but after all of this Lego talk, I might have to go in there. And I should mention that I haven't seen any of the Lego movies, but like I said, this isn't about Lego the brand. Uh, I have heard good things about the movies, though, and I'm sure I'll watch them at some point, and I do know that they're probably going to be inspiring in their own way, but this is not about them. So as a kid, I remember spending hours playing with Legos. I could get lost in the thought and build and build and build and continue playing with them, playing with my action figures, building sets, following the instructions and building the thing that came in the box, just playing with them in all kinds of ways and really losing time. I think one of the things I enjoyed most about LEGOs actually was getting the sets with the really fat instruction menus, menus, (laughs) manuals, getting the really fat instruction manuals with hundreds of pieces and hundreds of steps and going through bit by bit and building on them and trying to figure out how to do it right. I think that process taught me a lot about procedural stuff, but um, we'll get into that later. I have one very specific memory about that from my childhood, where I just spent a long session of building and trying to get this giant set all done in one night. I was probably pretty young, but I remember it getting well past 10 p.m. The TV was on, my parents were there, and I just kept working on the Legos, did not want to go to sleep. That kind of nostalgic memory to me is really nice, but also reflecting back on it probably has a lot to do with my work ethic nowadays and all those lessons that you've learned by playing with them a lot as a kid, those kind of all transfer to you as an adult, and especially to me, and I think that that has a lot to do with where I am in my current career, and I just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I had to play with the Legos as much as I did, and reflecting back on it once again, I just, uh, the lessons learned are, are so, so powerful, I think, and You know, you lose those messages and the metaphor and all those lessons and the fact that they're fun little kids' toys. But uh, I think a lot of people would agree that they're one of the foundation toys for development, and they do teach you a lot of lessons. And those lessons are taught through play. So if you had the opportunity to play with Legos a lot when you are a kid, you're in luck because you got that experience way ahead of time. Because playing with Legos is that training ground, that practice that you need to get good at all those skills, and all those things that I'll be covering in this like metaphor of everything in life is Legos. It's one thing to understand that metaphor, um, that everything is Legos or everything is modular, but having those hours spent as a kid practicing, and especially as a child when you're kind of in that mushy development phase, and you're able to kind of flex your understanding of how to apply those things, and all of them really stick, and you're learning them through play instead of someone telling you through a microphone what these metaphors are and that you should apply them to life. Um, If you didn't get a chance to play with Legos much as a kid, it's fine. You can still apply them as an adult. You can still apply the learnings as an adult. And if you want to go ahead and play with some LEGOs, either on your own or with your kid, highly recommend it. It's just that when you're playing with LEGOs as a kid, you kind of get that head start and that time to invest into playing and exercising your imagination and creating things. Not to mention all that nostalgia that you're creating for yourself for when you grow up and you're an adult. I keep talking about this, and there's so many lessons to be learned from playing with Legos, so let's just get into it and we'll break them down. So first, the biggest lesson or takeaway from playing with Legos and why I think everything in life is Legos, and the thesis of this whole breakdown of this episode, is that Legos teach us that everything can be broken down into smaller parts that can be built upon right? Like everything is modular in Legos. You start with a small thing, a smaller brick, and you build on top of it to create a bigger thing. This has been the most valuable lesson to me. And the thing that I've been thinking about for years is that everything that I try in life, whether that's working on cars, working on motorcycles, learning development, learning to paint, you name it, anything that you have to learn a big task or anything that you need to create from nothing they can all be broken down into smaller parts. And I listed a few examples there, but you know, take, take car mechanics, for example. The, the car is full of so many different parts from the engine to the wheels to the interior. And when you think about trying to fix something like that or trying to build something, it's very overwhelming if you think of the car as a whole. It's much simpler if you just think of things as small, tiny parts. You have a hose that connects to a thing that connects to another thing, and that's four bolts that hold it onto whatever other module, right? It, things in life are just so much simpler when you break them down into smaller parts. You know, another example is cooking. I think a lot of people may be overwhelmed when they see a really complicated recipe, you know, like especially in baking. You know, you have all these ingredients that need to be measured perfectly. You have icing, you have a cake, you have layers, you have the jam filling. All of those things, but if you just break down each part and work on them one at a time and put the ingredients in one at a time, you build on it, and by the end you have a delicious cake that's covered in icing and filled with jelly. <laughs> I've been watching the Great British Baking Show a lot lately, so if there's a lot of baking metaphors, uh, I think I haven't had one in the last episode, you know why. But this breaking things down into smaller modules isn't something that's just apparent for you know, building, if you take your time and productivity and you break your day into smaller pieces and you build upon it, it becomes so much less stressful, right? Yeah, you have have a plan. You're not focusing on the giant picture of a week or a month. You're just focusing on one task and you can get it done and build upon it. And if you get into my profession of programming, this idea of modularity, breaking things down into the smallest bits, the most powerful and smallest function that you can, getting really efficient with those functions so that one one module, one brick just does one job really well. That's such a very important lesson that you need to learn as a programmer, as a developer. And uh, I think that that, being a developer, has kind of reinforced this idea of modularity and kind of brought me back to the idea that everything in life is a Lego brick and you can build upon it. And I'm grateful for that. I know there's books and posts of how to think like a programmer. But what I really think is that it all boils down to is breaking things down into smaller bricks. And those bricks should be doing one job and doing one job well. The next takeaway from Legos is on how to solve problems. And this is directly related to how you break things down into smaller bricks. right? I talked about how you have a complicated schedule in a week. And if you break that down into smaller bits, it becomes less stressful. The same goes with problem solving in general. If you have a big problem and you break that down into the smaller problems that make up that big problem, it's much easier to solve. I think I made that pretty clear with the cake analogy, but building something with bricks might not always mean creating something. Problem solving is just starting with the goal of solving the problem and working backwards to find out what your parts are, what your smaller bricks are what your ingredients are, and then building those back up to solve your problem. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of another example that doesn't have anything to do with cooking. So we'll take plumbing. Say you have a leak, and this is something that's happened to us before. For some random reason, the faucet that turns on the bathtub has broken off and the pipes are shooting water all over the bathroom. This is kind of a big problem. You're flooding the bathroom, water spewing out with all kinds of pressure. Your wife is trying to hold it and plug it up while you run around the house trying to fix it. And it might be really chaotic in those first few moments. But as soon as you start to think of it logically, right, either thinking like a programmer or thinking like Legos, you take this problem of how do I stop this leak? You start breaking it down into smaller problems. And then you go from there. The first problem in this example, of course, is how do we turn off the water? And for us, it was trying to remember which valve turned off the main water supply to the house. And then once you get to that main valve, you're faced with another challenge of it being like seized shut and unable to turn. So you have to figure out that problem. Um, And instead of panicking, you break that down into figuring out what's wrong with it, right? this valve won't turn. And you're focusing on that problem, not so much the giant leak that your wife is trying to stop in the bathroom, but you just break it down into that smaller task of simply unsticking the stuck valve. And instead of focusing on the giant problem of leaking water all over your bathroom, you go and find the tools you need to unstick that valve, shut it off the water, and then you can move on to the next problem of why this valve or why this faucet broke in the first place and started spewing water everywhere. Then that problem has smaller problems that can break down into, oh, well, this part broke, or this thing is stripped, and I can't you know, fit the old part back in. I have to go buy a new part. Those are all smaller bits. They might feel like steps. But if you're thinking of that whole giant flooding bathroom problem all at once, things can get chaotic, you can get overwhelmed and stressed out, and you're never going <laughs> to you're never going to solve that problem. You're just going to have water all over the bathroom until you call someone else to figure it out for you. The other thing that LEGOs teach us to do, which I find to be maybe uh, somewhat underlooked, is that they teach us to copy things. And while that may not seem like a transferable skill right on the surface, I think that copying things or following the instructions, in this case, uh, teaches us to... One, follow instructions and reach the goal that we're supposed to, which is building this model of whatever set that we bought. And two, it teaches us to just learn. It's an opportunity to practice the skill of Lego building. And that may not be exactly transferable, but if you think about any time you start a new job or you're learning a new hobby, there's always that learning period where you need to sit down and focus on following clear instructions. And if you don't have that skill, you can end up with something that you really, really don't want. And I think this is very apparent in artwork or times when people are trying to make something and they have very little patience to follow the instructions. I hate to go back. I'm going to go back to a cooking metaphor already. Right. But how many times do you see, you know, expectations versus reality on something like a cookie recipe you see on Pinterest? Uh, and that's kind of sad because in the instructions, most of the time the instructions are clear enough to help you get to that end result. And while some inherent baking talent may be needed to get the cookie that you want, uh, a lot of what you need is just following instructions. And for people who don't have that skill of being able to focus on the instructions and follow each step by step, you're going to end up with that, reality of the ugly cookie versus the expectations of the really nice cookie. And having time and experience following Lego instructions gets you well on your way in life to be making those beautiful expectation cookies. I think the word copying might be a little taboo to some artists, right? Like, oh, you copied that other artist. Um, And I think most artists these days are on board with the fact that it's fine to copy, especially if you're copying to learn. And this is something that I've seen artists do, and you can look back historically over time, is to do master copies. You take a look at the works of any master artist that you're trying to learn from, and you break down their artwork, try to figure out what they did, and you copy it. And this is something that I've done with Legos as well, right? Like throw out that instruction book look at another box and try to copy the thing that's there, you know, without that step-by-step help from the instructions. Or maybe you don't even have the instructions anymore, but you want to build that spaceship castle thing on the other other Lego box that you saw at Toys R Us, uh, or formerly that store that used to sell toys uh, by Toys R Us. Doing something like Copying stuff is a little bit different than following instructions, right? Like you're only shown the end result and you have to infer all the steps that it took to get there. Having the experience of following instructions in the practice of how structures can be made with Legos gives you that foundation that you need to then copy stuff, right? It's the same way that we learn to color in the lines with the coloring book to learn the motor skills of drawing or painting. And then later we can start copying things. And in my case, copying things manifested itself in drawing. I was drawing lots and lots of pictures from comic books, from my favorite TV shows, just having that end result and putting in the time and practice to try to figure out how to draw those things. A lot of times as an adult in our careers, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be presented with a goal or something to build or something to do, and you're not going to have clear instructions. Uh, You're going to have to infer how to get there with the skills that you have. And having that experience as a kid with Legos, again, super helpful. And I'll give you one more example on copying, just in case you haven't caught on just yet. Music. When you're learning music, which I'm terrible at, but I've gone through the process of trying to learn music, and I kind of get it, right? Music is almost always a master copy. You learn the foundation building blocks of chords, and then you build those into strings, No, you build them into what's the word? Melodies. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. You take the chords and you build them. What is it? Chords? Segments? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. You take a few chords and you arrange them into a small section of a song. It's a melody. And again, there's your example of a building block, a brick. But then once you have those solid foundations down and you know how to make those chords and you know how to go from one chord to another chord, you build on it by copying masterworks, right? Maybe you're learning that one Beethoven song that everyone learns or something simpler like Mary Had a Little Lamb, but those are all copies. And once you hone your skills and become really good at playing those masterworks, then you start to get creative and writing your own songs with those skills, which is super cool. And I think that's the end goal of the copying process in any form. Anytime you go to school and you copy something, or you're learning an art form, or you're learning something for your job. You go through that process of instruction, to copying, to then flying on your own and being creative. And in many ways, I think when you reach that creative flying on your own part, you're faced with the most challenges. It's like the hardest level. Which brings me to my next point of things that Legos teach us, and that's dealing with failure. And not just dealing with failure, but teaching us to iterate on things and to persist and to make changes when something doesn't go exactly right. The first example of that, you kind of reach in that instruction phase. So when you're trying to build step one to step two to step 50, at some point, you're probably going to get it wrong, especially as a child. And you learn to deal with that failure of getting a step wrong. Um, you you know can take a step back, you take a look at the instructions, and you start to take things apart, work backwards, figure out where you went wrong and then continue to move forward. Having that ability to not just be traumatized by getting a step wrong and moving backwards, figuring it out, and then moving forwards again is such a strong life skill that I think everyone needs. It's something that you can learn in many different places, not just with Legos, but it is something that while you or your child is playing with Legos for hours and hours, they're going to be learning. So let them play with Legos. And then outside of the instructional phase, when you're in that flying on your own creative space, there's always going to be, at least for me, and I think this is true with everyone else, is you have this mental model of what you want to build, this fantasy castle, this awesome landscape or some giant robot, whatever that is, whatever your imagination cooks up does not always match what your hands can actually build. And there's going to be some disappointment that you have to deal with there. There's going to be lots of failures that you deal with on the way to getting to whatever your end result is, and getting through that and having practice and patience, super important. And it may be that LEGOs might not be the best teacher of dealing with failure, like video games or skateboarding or something like that with a higher consequence or a bigger failure rate, but it is very helpful and it is another skill that you're going to be gaining by playing with LEGOs. And it just all fits into that everything in life is Lego's metaphor. So we talked about how everything in life is a building block or that it's modular. And that lesson may be a little bit more underlying than some of the others in Legos. It's pretty apparent on the surface that all Lego blocks are small blocks that you build with. That's just the way that they are as a toy. I think that the lessons that everything in life is also modular in a brick is a little bit more under the surface. Now, the idea that Legos teach creativity, that one is more on the surface and I think is probably the number one benefit of playing with Legos that most parents or people see out there, just because it's so much on the surface of like, oh, you're building something, you're creating something. Uh, I don't think that it's the most important lesson that you can learn from Legos, but it's definitely one of the top. It's pretty obvious to me, and I think, again, to everyone else, that Legos teach you creativity. And that should be said that it's for anyone at every age, right? You don't have to just be a kid to learn how to be creative with Legos. Even as an adult, you can be playing with Legos and get creative, no matter how uncreative you think you are. And that's all to say that Legos are a creative, artistic medium. They're not just toys. Playing with them will exercise your imagination and creativity especially if you're building something on your own and not just from instructions. And as an adult, you can use them to prototype bigger structures if that's your thing. But unlike puzzles, LEGOs teach you a lot of different lessons. And I think that's where they become really strong in teaching creativity. Puzzles are very point A to point B problems. You have a single goal, which is the completed puzzle, I'm talking about tabletop puzzles that you're building a picture of My Little Ponies or whatever it might be, right? It could be a 500-piece puzzle. It could be a 12-piece kids puzzle. But the end goal is always to create that one flat two-dimensional picture. And there are some problem-solving skills that go in there, um, but they're very unlike Legos in that there's no room for creativity, right? You can't decide all of a sudden that you want Half the puzzle to look different, like you can with Legos. If you get through an instruction booklet and on step 100 of Legos, you decide, well, I'm over this. I want this to look completely different. You have that freedom. You have that opportunity to be creative that you don't in a puzzle. Don't get me wrong. I still think puzzles are awesome and I love doing puzzles, but they just teach something completely different. And I really think that if you want to be creative or you want to flex your creativity, that playing with something that's more of a medium than a puzzle is going to help you get there. If we go back to our cooking metaphors really quick, following instructions to bake something is more of that two-dimensional puzzle example than that flexing your creativity artistic tool muscle. You can still be really creative with cooking, but you need to look at your ingredients as an artistic medium rather than a two-dimensional puzzle that you have to assemble to the perfect milliliter of everything. But if cooking is your art form, again, you have to take a step back and you have to build that foundation of how to use your tools in order to create something artistic from your imagination without just copying instructions. All right? We already covered this. It's all about skill building. Cooking might not be your artistic form, but hopefully it drives in that need to work with a creative medium like a Lego brick rather than just simply solving a puzzle. I think that you could trace back a lot of my personal positive qualities back to all of these lessons that I've learned from my years and time playing with Legos. Of course, the Legos are only one ingredient into what makes me, me, but these lessons have directly contributed to my creativity, my artisticness, and the path that I took through art, drawing, programming, etc. In my career now, in my life now, I've already gone through those first stages of learning and copying and I'm on that long hard level of flying on my own, being creative and trying to use my imagination. That's not to say that once you make it past those first two stages of copying and following instructions that you're never going to revisit them. Those are definitely things that you should go back to to practice, to get better, to hone your craft and anytime that you want to learn a new skill you're going to be going through those stages again whether that's a big large skill like a new career path or if it's a smaller skill as a subset of your current skill set right like for me as a programmer that's learning a new language or learning new technology that came out anytime that needs to happen anytime i need to learn something small i still go through those earlier phases of copying those step by step instructions and then eventually leading up to using what I've learned to build something on my own. These lessons learned from Legos directly transfer to me as a developer and an artist, and I really hope that you find value in these lessons and can transfer them into whatever it is that you do. If you happen to be a developer like me, or if you've heard the phrase or terms, think like a developer, think like a programmer, those types of ones, I really think that that can be translated in a general way into think like Legos. Those Those think like a programmer quotes to me really kind of just try to try to give the feeling or try to transfer the knowledge of thinking modularly, thinking procedurally and thinking in smaller chunks. All things that we've covered, all things that Legos can teach us, all the things that I've learned as a developer on how to solve problems, write programs or write functions, all directly tie back to these Lego lessons and all directly tie back to everything is Legos. Like I said, anytime I try to learn something new, like a language or something that seems big, I break it down to smaller parts, break it down to smaller bricks, and it's never intimidating as a tiny brick. And aside from development, I've touched on a few examples that are absolutely true to me in my personal life and my personal path, whether that's been working on cars or motorcycles, trying to draw, painting, fitness, Anything new, like a programming language, I already said, but even a language language, I've always broken them down into smaller bricks, smaller, digestible, unintimidating problems or micro goals. Once you do this, everything is so much easier. And if someone told you to replace an engine on your car, you could do it. Just have to break it down into those smaller bricks and work on those small problems one at a time. All this Lego talk really makes me want to get my son started playing with Legos so that we can play together, but mostly so that I can just play with Legos again. Got to get him some Duplo blocks or something like that. Hope that I've convinced you that Legos can teach us so much and that everything in life is Legos. And Legos teach us so much more than what's on the surface and what's on the cover of that ninja Lego box. I can't possibly imagine a parent who's against Legos or modular brick toys to play with, other than those times when those hidden bricks betray our feet and knees and we're crawling and walking around. Those are no fun. But as a whole and as a toy, as a creative tool, as an artistic medium, these Lego bricks are so good. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. Please join in on the conversation. Feel free to ask us questions or send us your thoughts on Twitter, at The Creative Dads. Remember, our new Instagram account will be up. Also, at The Creative Dads on Instagram. I'm really looking forward to getting your feedback, your thoughts, and get a conversation going on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me, at Genki Hagata. And you can follow our sick Adil Constantine on all the other social medias at Adil Constantine. We'll put our difficult to spell names in the show notes. Please rate us up in iTunes or your podcast or choice. It really helps us out, helps us be found, helps that search algorithm. We want to be spreading all of this cheer and motivation and inspiration to as many people as we can. And those reviews just help us get out there. Next time, Adil will be back with us and we'll have a conversation on something, maybe follow up on some questions, but until then, we'll see you on the social medias. Bye for now.